they don't need your sympathy they just need your support by being normal and by understanding them because it's not just the diagnosed person with the illness but the whole family and friends are drawn in the trauma hello everyone and welcome back to our brand new season of mental health presented by clipod clinical podcast on demand the show that presents the most compelling form of learning about major health issues this is nosheen pirdos your host for today's episode and i'm going to bring you along the whole of this today we're going to talk about the life of people who dedicate their work for the care and concern of mental health patients and to deliver this talk it's my pleasure to invite our guest for today mrs gauri a jatin family therapist blogger and technical documentation specialist uh, hello everybody thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be connected with you all once again on a new episode so guys have you ever realized that what would be the life of those people who literally spend every second of the time with the people confirmed of mental illness and in what way they get affected by their conditions so to get your answer ma'am can you please describe the impact on people living with such individuals um yes i think uh, one of the major impact is them walking on broken pieces of glass or fire almost on an everyday basis because um, you know uh, the mere fact that you are not sure what could be a trigger and um, uh, what could cause um, uh, you know a turmoil in the day to day you know what could uh, bring the day upside down um, brings sheer anxiety to loved ones and friends apart from that it is you know um, uh, a lot of uh, guilt a lot of uh, depression a lot of negativity a lot of embarrassment a lot of um, uh, you know uh, anger uh, a lot of why my family why my friend um, the feeling that goes on see your loved ones or friends or uh, you know someone very close to you suffer yes ma'am absolutely that seems to be helpful so as we all know many of us had heard of numerous educational programs or awareness camps about the subject but we really know that what kind of work such camps do like what kind of support they deliver and how do they help for those uh, patients and the people who are associated with them so ma'am uh, are these awareness camps effective in helping the understanding of triggers for the relatives and friends uh, i think um, you know uh, edu- educational awareness campaigns and support groups all of those platforms uh, become secondary the most primary thing is to you know come to an acceptance and uh, uh, you know uh, be able to get up every single day of your life to know that your loved one your um, close one your friend is uh, you know diagnosed or something you would have never imagined or never dreamt of so um, you know the, the most important thing is to first understand and accept and to be able to live with it and to be able to see and deal with it on an everyday basis and by the time that understanding comes and by the time you realize that okay this is uh, going to be something that i have to deal with no matter what and uh, if not me um, you know he's going to, he or she is going to be all alone uh, 
it 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 takes uh, it takes immense time. Uh, apart from un- accepting and understanding and being able to live with it, I think the second most important thing is to realize that um, these are educational awareness resources and support groups. make you realize that you are not alone in this and there are people you can always go talk to would be able to relate your problem better than you know any other member of the society and uh, that helps them you know open up about their struggles and open up about you know problems that uh, they wouldn't have been able to comfortably um, uh, reveal uh, in front of the doctor or in front of anybody um and i think um, the third most important thing is to uh, you know start looking for the signs and uh, uh, understanding that okay yes, these are the triggers and these are what you know um this resources or the educational materials or the campaigns or the support groups we're talking about and so uh, uh, these three steps take enough time uh, to uh, you know uh, make a person think that okay they can they wish they uh, had the power to go back in time and just reverse all this so um yes uh, in a way they help but by the time the help proves effective it uh, takes uh, you know good amount of time um, away from uh, both the lives of the victim and the family or the friends because um, the emotional up heel uh, is um, tremendous yes ma'am truly justified ma'am and now coming to the society yes that's a big word and that that plays a very unnecessary role in many of the people's lives so uh, they will be having a, a greater interest in creating stories or rumors more than giving us support and many of us have been evidenced this So, ma'am, in what way can a society provide their support to the caregivers and encourage them to fight these situations? I think uh, one of the biggest support is to, you know, uh, understand and respect the family and the family's boundary in such a way that, uh, you know, um, they help the family come out and face the stigma and say that yes, my loved one, my near one, my dear one is suffering. Um, apart from this i think you know to understand that um, it is better to avoid talking unless and until they want to talk about this and it is better to avoid initiating such a topic unless and until they want to uh, uh, they want it to be initiated so apart from this um, you know um, understanding and uh, you know encouraging the fact that that little time that you know, their loved ones or family members spend with them in the society is uh, you know like a break from their routine and uh, once you know all these understandings fall in place i think uh, people will be having a better energy and better uh, coping mechanisms to deal with such things yes ma'am i agree with this and now to resume your answer Uh, in what way can a society provide their support to the caregivers and uh, they should avoid doing or should not say before the relatives close to the patient i think uh, one of the biggest things um, under society should avoid saying is um, you know oh uh, this is nothing uh, to be depressed about or this is nothing to be anxious about or this is nothing to you know uh, um, uh, uh, get a panic attack for or if it is a very serious illness then you know 
are they just exaggerating or you know they're just uh, overplaying it uh, uh, there's nothing like that um or how could uh, he be the one diagnosed of it uh, from nowhere in the blue or, you know whatever the first uh, i think the society should stop saying that uh, that is one of the biggest reason why stigma still surfaces in the society um, because people feel that you know their um, diagnosis or their loved ones diagnosis will not be accepted and um, second is to say that okay you know, uh, it's okay you have to be strong you are the pillar they understand they have to be strong and they understand they are pillar and that is not one of the reasons why they come to you know say that okay no um, he or she has been diagnosed of this and i'm not and unable to accept it and i think one of the reasons they come to say is for you know better support and you know better um, hope and uh, Uh, I think uh, the third one is like I already said to not initiate or to not ask about it unless and until you know uh, asked for. So respect the boundary, big time. Yes, ma'am. Uh, hopefully, this answers can be an influence to them. And uh, now coming to the uh, kind of stress, like normally when we talk about such subjects. we focus uh, on the uh, patient like uh, the, the the individual who is suffering with this condition we focus on that person uh, especially but we normally don't give a lot of attention uh, to the caregivers or to the close relatives and family friends who are also undergoing the same uh, or the uh, not not same but some kind of stress as well so um, how uh, they should deal with such situations and how they need to come out with this stress um i think um one of the biggest uh, ways to deal with this stress is to you know be able to um open up to another person um who uh, you know uh, you can relate to be it someone from the society, uh, support group or someone from uh, you know um uh, the hospital like a nurse or a healthcare professional or you know um uh, some friend who would be uh, encouraging and understanding and you know worth the confiding in and uh, another uh, biggest thing to understand is that you know there are ways to cope up and fight through um, it is not something to give up easily um i think this uh, kind of confidence and um, hope uh, reassurance is one of the biggest um, um you know influential factors for families to be able to deal with it and come out of it rather than say that you know this is the end of life and nothing is the end of life yes ma'am absolutely handling with such individuals requires a lot of cooperation and patience and hence we conclude with immense appreciation to all of those people who dedicate their every second of life with total support and care for their loved ones suffering with mental disorders and fighting off the situation with immense patience and courage and now i would like to thank ma'am from our whole clipot team for making this session way too inspiring for our listeners and answering all the questions undoubtedly thank you ma'am um, thank you clipot and thank you noshin um, for giving me another wonderful opportunity to um, briefly create awareness about mental health and uh, mental health conditions and um, you know encourage people to be more uh, accepting of okay guys then as this uh, session gets to an end 
your mental illness or this disorder doesn't end your life. Grab the encouragement from wherever you can. So catch us exclusively on Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcast. And if you want any of your questions to be featured, then please follow our social media handles and stay tuned.